0: And welcome back to Printed Realms. Um, sorry, I don't know why I just laughed. I just did. (laughs) Um, sorry. Uh, anyways. Um, so, literally, like, I'm pretty sure, like, two people are listening to this podcast. And I don't think anyone's listening to my new episodes. I think they, yeah, they just stopped listening. But, um, you know, if you are listening, um... Could you I'm pretty low on listeners, so if you like it, could you recommend it to your friends? I mean, yeah. Just wanted to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so this this is chapter four of the Wollstonecraft Detective Agency. And um just a little recap, uh so Ada. I mean, well, there's not much to recap. We've met some characters. Um, We've met Ada, a kind of eccentric, genius girl. And she was like the world's first computer programmer. She, I mean, without her computers, I mean, we probably wouldn't even have them. So, I mean, she didn't like invent computers or anything, but like she wrote programs for her. She's like the world's first computer programmer. And she was a woman so, yeah, that's a big thing, um, anyways, anne Mary, and she's also pretty famous, she wrote the first sci-fi novel, um, Frankenstein, but, of course, right now, Mary is 14, and Ada's 11, so, so, um, they haven't done anything huge yet, um, (laughs) yeah, and... That's pretty much all there is to cover, you know. We still are on, are only on chapter four. <laughs> Anyways, this chapter is called incendiary. And in case you didn't know, incendiary. I mean, you probably did know, but I mean, maybe didn't know. I mean, if you didn't know, incendi incendiary means like explosive, like flammable, like can catch on fire. I'm pretty sure yeah yeah i i i am I'm pretty pretty sure that that's what it yeah yeah that's that's pretty much what it does <laughs> okay, um anyways, so that's that, so let's get started <laughs> incendiary chapter Four Mary stepped into the London rain. It had been a brief carriage ride, perhaps only ten minutes from the Godwin house in Somerstown to her destination in Marylebone. On the doorstep of the Byron house, Mary saw a gaunt fellow of unnatural height standing on, under the small porch roof and holding the door open. He kept vigil over a sight that was, for Mary, even more unusual than her encounter with the secret boy in the carriage. Mary watched as a girl, perhaps eleven, rain-soaked in a once-pretty-but-now-filthy-and-outgrown dress, poked at a he- heap of horse dung with a short-handled sh- coal shovel determined to make a good first impression mary had prepared a clear-throated good morning a handshake or a curtsy as circumstances might dictate and a self-introduction instead what escaped her was a far less curious courteous good good heavens what on earth are you doing potassium nitrate Ada replied ah said mary not sure what that was or if it might explain anything. I read that the ancient Chinese used horse dung as a source of potassium nitrate crystals. But no joy here, Ada said, disgruntled. Just soggy horse poo. So it would seem, said Mary. If I may, had you found some, Mary had to think for a minute, potassium nitrate. Right. Well, what would you use it for? I'd add it to to the charcoal. The charcoal, Mary repeated. Willow. "'Brilliant stuff. Long as you keep the oxygen net down while it burns, crisp stuff, good as anything.' "'So the horse dung combined with the charcoal?' "'Yes. After that, sulfur. Have to send Mr. Franklin to the chemist, I ex- for that, I expect.' "'Mary assumed that Mr. Franklin must be the very tall butler on the doorstep, "'and noticed that Ada didn- hadn't seemed to realize that this conversation was taking place in the street, "'in the rain, without introduction.' Which struck Ava as unusual, and therefore interesting. She persevered. So the dung and the charcoal and the sofa make gunpowder, explained Ada. Or it's supposed to. Haven't tried it before. I don't think this poo, I think this poo is too wet. Gunpowder, acknowledged Mary. That does sound a little incendiary. Then, remembering the age of the girl with the shovel, she added, Incendiary means explosive, making fire, kaboom. Quite. Clearly, the young girl needed no assistance as far as vocabulary was concerned. Nothing incendiary here, just poo. That is unfortunate, replied Mary. Would you mind terribly if I asked you what the gunpowder is for? Ada frowned deeply. She darted the coal shovel into the dung, where it stood for only a brief moment, and then fell sadly to the pavement with a skitter and a clang. It was, said Mary, Ada, for my stock cannon. Only, I've been making it bigger so it can be a peep's cannon. How extraordinary! And what, pray tell, is a peep's cannon? A cannon, for shooting peeps out of. Baffled still, Mary tried a new tack. I don't wish to be a bother, but would you mind terribly if I came in? It's raining. Is it? Ada looked up, squinted, and looked down at her dress, which was even more soaked than Mary's. Best come in, then. At this... Ada turned and marched into the house, past the very tall man, who stood and waited for Mary. She gave at last the curtsey she had prepared, but as this resulted largely in a shower of drips upon the man's shoes, it wasn't quite the impression she'd hoped for. The house, however, made quite an impression on Mary. It was almost impossibly grand compared to the homey, messy, busy Godwin house, which overflowed with sisters and the baby and toys and books. The Byron house was, that, was a thing of gleaming marble and white banisters. A house for a lady. A baroness, Mary reminded herself. Oddly, the Byron house seemed almost empty and surprisingly clean. giving the drips and soot and mud Nada's wake, Mary assumed it must be quite a job to keep it this way. Lady Ada, came a man's voice from up the stairs. "Stairs, Lady Ada. Mary couldn't help noticing that Ada walked away down the hall as though she'd heard nothing. Footsteps hurriedly descended the white stairs, bringing with them a tallish, slenderish, reddish-haired young man, book in his hand, shirt sleeves rolled up to his elbows. He paused when he saw that it was Mary and not Ada at the bottom. Ah, you must be Miss Goldwyn, the young man pronounced. So delighted, I'm sure. I'm Mr. Sh- um Snagsby!' he's peebs shouted ada from the from down the hall the man grimmins well yes i suppose i am peebs in this house at least mary smiled and curtsied again a little more dignified this time mary godman mary godman was mr peebs and very pleased to meet you he's not mr peebs mumbled ada through a mouthful of bread and butter as she returned to the front hall just peebs very well then said mary just Peebs. And then after a moment for her brain to catch up, she had an oh, oh. But she realized that the gunpowder, dung, char- charcoal, sulfur, and all was an aid of launching against this poor fellow out of a cannon. Probably against his wishes and better judgment. Ada merely cocked an eyebrow. Notwithstanding, said Peebs, which made Ada think of sitting, we shall commence our studies in the drawing room if you'd like to follow me. Mary would very much have liked to follow him, but Ada said, Don't, in a very decisive voice. Don't? You'll only encourage him. Mary collected herself, the unusual circumstances, the introduction, making the task slightly easier, and gave a deep, neat curtsy. Lady Ada, I'm very pleased to make your acquaintance. I'm Mary, Mary Goldman, and I'm to be tutored alongside you under, um, peeps. Ada looked suddenly cross. "'You can't be serious. I don't know you.' "'I should very much like to know you,' said Mary, the giant butterfly staring in her chest once more. The opportunity to to be tutored with Ada had been hastily and somewhat mysteriously arranged by her family's patron, and she wanted quite desperately to show herself worthy of it. It seemed unwise to reveal so much so soon, so Mary contented herself with a, "'I have the surest feeling that we ought to be the best of friends.' He's entirely useless, said Ada rudely, with Peebs standing right there. "Steady on," said Peebs. It's true, he can barely seem to remember his own name, and he doesn't know anything worth knowing, just Greek and poetry. I adore poetry, Ada said, feeling bad for Peebs standing there and being insulted. Ugh, said Ada, definitely, defi- definitively. But Greek, tried Peebs, the language of the philosophers and of science, Plato... "'The Archimedes? Eureka,' admitted Ada, although Mary had no idea what she meant by it. "'Miss Godwin,' said "Peebles, enjoying the rare and momentarily victory, "'I seem to have failed to be introduced myself to your chaperone.' "'I arrived unchaperoned,' said Mary proudly. "'She she thought briefly of Charles, but wondered if he counted as that chaperone.' but decided that he did not, he did not, seeing as he wasn't officially there. Our family is quite modern. I imagine so, Miss Godwin, said Peebs. I was greatly impressed by your mother's work. All this seemed far too conspiratorial for Ada's liking. Who was this, why was this new girl in our house? Who arranged it? How did Peebs know of Mary's mother's work? And what was it? Too much. This is what it was. Ada didn't know why, but she felt like either crying or breaking something. She found herself pulling on the fabric of her dress, something Miss Coverlet constantly chided her on, chided her for doing, and this made her more upset, both because she was doing something without meaning to, and because Miss Coverlet was no longer there to chide her for it. Ada fled up the stairs, and not to the drawing room to study Greek. All right, so that was incendiary. Um yeah pretty good chapter um I liked it. There were a lot of funny moments like I thought it was really funny how Ada was like looking for potassium nitrate in horse poo <laughs> um that's really interesting these for gun like the ancient Chinese. I wonder if that's actually true or like it was just something the author made up i it It's probably true, but you know i I don't know i don't, I don't know <laughs> um Anyways, so, I said I'd start doing a question of, like, a question related to the chapter we we read every week, well, every time I post an episode, so, here's the, here's the question, so, Ada is obviously not super open to change, are you like that, like, do you just hate change, or are you kind of, like, married, like, you are, like, you are very open to, like, I mean, Mary, I don't know, maybe I'm just, like, totally judging her the wrong way, but she seems pretty open to change, like, I mean, obviously not bad changes, like, or anything, but I think she seems, like, uh, chill isn't the right word, but, like, the way she just, like, longs for an adventure, I think that might be kind of a part of it, like, I I don't know. I, I I she she just seems more open to change than Mary is uh, than Ada is. So are so when it comes to change, are you with Ada or with Mary? Um I'm more of an Ada person, but I'm trying to be more open to change. I like I I'm, I'm working on it. And yeah, I'm Yeah, I I think I'm getting better at, like, trying new things more. Yeah. I mean, like, when I was younger, like, I was... I wouldn't watch any new movies. Like, or, like, eat any new food, but, you know. Yeah. I love new movies. Well, most new movies. I mean, you know, some movies that I, like, just hate. But, you know, not because I wasn't afraid to try them. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Um yeah, that's all for today, and, yeah, I might be posting another episode today, so just keep your eyes peeled, well, your ears, because you listen to a podcast, (laughs) um, yeah, anyways, thank you so much for listening, um, uh, I will see, I, um, see you next time, see you next time, um, bye.